After these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, where we bring you hot takes on commercial breaks. We are here to talk about TV commercials tonight. Good ones and bad ones, and ones where people say weird shit like this. The hot dog is best consumed lengthwise. My name is Andrew Walsh, I'm here with Genevieve Has. Hello, Genevieve. <laughs> Every time I hear that the hot dog is best consumed lengthwise, I it makes me, it's like, don't think about elephants. It yeah. makes me picture someone eating a hot dog like an ear of corn. It makes you think of the alternative. <laughs> Absolutely. We were having um, dinner, some folks came over to... Uh, just a couple of friends of ours came over to uh, grill the other night, right? Yeah. And we were talking about little things. I don't know how we got on the topic, but like little things that we might even do just privately that make us laugh yeah. at ourselves. And our friend Al said that sometimes he will peel a banana and then take a bite right out of the middle of it. No, fr- no, friendo, not sometimes. Always. Oh, did he say all the he time? Said he always peels the banana. And, and I said, do you peel the whole thing? Like, is it totally naked? He said, no, I take, you know, I peel it normally, like it's halfway peeled uh-huh. or whatever. But then I take a little bite out of the side of it. <laughs> like like a little mouse gut to and he it. just does it and it just, just does it because it makes him smile to see this <laughs> funny little chunk out of the banana bananas are best consumed lengthwise <laughs> unless you're L that, that's actually he doesn't eat the whole thing that way right. to be clear it's actually the perfect segue into um today's show because we were talking about that and I said oh that's a good question what do we do I, I feel like I'm somebody who is very prone to having dumb little things in my life even yeah. if nobody else is around that I'll do to make myself chuckle but I couldn't think of any on the spot until I landed on commercials in fact the exact kind of commercials we're talking about today radio commercials that I hear over and over and over and over it, <laughs> yeah. over again. It's a real during baseball real season. Small rotation. It really is. Um, and so when you know these commercials this well, which we'll be going over today, you do things like you start talking to the commercials, or you will answer the questions. <laughs> um, one that I have not been hearing during baseball games, but I know well because it's been on sports radio for years, is the video only uh, radio yeah. commercials, which is like a local chain, and they they're like, what do they sell? Well, they said. Well, I, the ironic <laughs> thing is, for a long time they were, they're called video only because they only focus on like home entertainment stuff, right. which is like obviously video and audio. But they, their whole claim is like we're not one of those box stores that's also going to sell you a refrigerator sure. or anything else. We specialize in, you know, video. But it's called video only, but they had a campaign going for an entire summer that was for their audio equipment, which that drove me up a wall (laughs) right right there. You're playing against type here. But their whole thing is like they have a commercial. We won't be hearing this one today where it's kind of like they ask you the series of questions like, do you know where you can get the best deals on TVs? I'll be like, "Uh, is it the box stores? It's not the (laughs) box stores. Is it online? It's not online either. And like, like, I know the commercial so well that I will answer the questions or. <laughs> ask rhetorical questions and then have the announcer answer them for me. Um, so that's what we're going to be talking about today. These radio commercials that I keep hearing over and over again. We've done this. We it's like a do day this. in the life of Andrew. Yeah, we didn't do this um, last year, I don't think. But we've done this in previous baseball seasons. And it is traditionally... Famously our most popular episode. <laughs> the show that gets the lowest 
number of impressions. Let's not even mention. Let's, well, that's what let's, I'm let's trying be to very figure elliptical out. in the descriptions this year. That's what I'm trying to figure out because I assume that those numbers, you know, like we get uh, something counted as a listen once somebody listens to, I don't know, I don't X know number it, of minutes of an episode. I don't know how it works. So are people hearing the introduction and turning it off? Are they reading the introduction? Are they reading the description online and not hitting play? Is it a coincidence? Listener, let me just say, even if you don't like this show, just leave your phone on. Just yeah. leave it on on your phone and put your phone down and, I don't know, go take a shower or but something. Then, but then they, they want to listen to something else, so that's why you need two phones. Or you borrow your partner's Listener, phone Listener, go or buy a second phone. phone. Yeah. Get yourself leave an the ATM first phone. phone. <laughs> Get yourself an ATM It doesn't phone. have to be like, you can use the new phone for your other stuff. Yeah. Give us the old phone. We'll that's take fine. the old phone. doesn't matter. Just set it next. <laughs> set it and forget it. Just set it next to a mirror so we can talk. <laughs> so me and me can talk to ourselves. <laughs> set it and forget it. I actually was going to make this. Let's just do it. <laughs> I have a request to the listeners, and mostly maybe even <laughs> to put Genevieve in her place because she always makes fun of this episode. <laughs> I want today's episode uh-huh. to have the most downloads yeah. of any show we've ever done. Oh, yeah. Throw me in the briar patch, <laughs> so, please. Yeah, exactly. That's a perfect implementation of that. So listen to this show twice or listen to it once, walk away hit play again yeah. tell your friends about this one right make your pets um, listen make to it. your pets listen to it if they were bad make them listen twice <laughs> <laughs> anyway um play I will it say so this. many times that your bird says it out loud <laughs> no that's good. i guess i think that's like bird bird repeat numbers is what we want right when your mind of bird starts saying and shit like this <laughs> you know we've broken through um I wanted to say, though, so this is going to be pretty much a, a pretty loose, random assortment of these radio commercials. Basically, what I did was I recorded an entire um, Mariners game this Sunday, uh-huh. and then I went through and I cut out all the baseball, and um, I, I pulled out... We're not listening to every commercial, trust me. Just I got like I, I pulled out maybe 10. We'll see how many we get through. Um, but at the end of the day, I did have one long file that had all of the commercials of a baseball game, but none of the baseball. How long do you think that file was? In a... Typical baseball game, which is you know what three hours or I was something. Say a hundred hours. How many uh, how many minutes do you think are of commercials? Oh, that's an interesting question. Um, I mean, baseball is so slow, and there's a lot of breaks. Okay, so, didn't mean that is an invitation to shit on my sport. So I'm gonna say when I say my sport, yeah, I mean something I've never played in my life. I was gonna say, how are you defining my sport? Um, I'm gonna guess. Uh, 35 minutes. Wow, you are so close. 38 minutes. Whoa, okay. Almost exactly 38 minutes. All right. Including the long pauses between the last commercial and then the crowd noise that they leave in there for about five seconds or 10 seconds before the announcer comes back. Hey, friends. That's my Rick Riz imitation. Um, I will say this. It does underscore what a terrible listener I am in some ways because I'm telling you that I can almost lip sync along with these commercials but there are so many that i didn't even realize what they were advertising right it's just noise i had no idea that on my list of again i think maybe about 10 commercials here three of them are geico commercials how is geico (laughs) taking over this list too i didn't even realize it i I, like i'll I'll hear the beginning i'll hear the little play acting for those types that are like a radio skit or whatever and then three of them as i'm putting my list together are geico i'm like i didn't even realize those were geico heads but i bet you i mean that's that's such a thing with Geico. Like, there's that's how Geico is on TV too. Except that they have like a particular sort of. Usually, there's like a hook or a, uh-huh. like a sort of a style to it that feels like Geico. But absent the visual cues, I'm not surprised that whatever little 
jokey skit they've set up just sounds like noise too because it's not in any way connected to the product that's mm-hmm. just like that's how they do their marketing is just you hear you know it becomes like background noise to you but you wake up in the middle of the night and you scream geico <laughs> um and I, i'm pretty tired of that honestly yeah well you are yeah it's disturbing i'm the one who's it's disturbing you're waking rest. me up wait am i the one yelling you're it, the or one you? yelling oh it, i thought yeah. we were both yelling um we both uh, are we're, it's just, just constant constantly just like with, geico geico Geico. Geico. It's, like, it's like Marco Polo in our sleep. <laughs> so anyway, if anybody wants to stay over, yeah. um, hit us it's up. It's disturbing. It's it's disturbing. Um, could that be our slogan? <laughs> After these messages, it's disturbing. Uh, okay, so we're also going to check in with the Ad Council, as we always do. Um, we're going to see if we can solve a little... Uh, peppermint patty related mystery and when i say a small mystery i mean it is a tiny mystery it is okay. a tiny have, do you know this mystery do you know what this listener was writing in about, about i saw the pepper, the, did you listen to the commercial no i don't i haven't okay. i haven't solved the mystery we need to put on your sharpest set of the ears because okay. we're going to try to um tell what somebody is saying in this commercial but let's start by talking about baseball All right. Uh, oh, I know where we need to begin. We need to begin with when this commercial eventually goes away and I stop thinking about it on a daily basis as I do now. Yeah. And then someday, years from now, I'll come across it again or somebody will mention it. It will be like a bad dream returning. This song, I almost hesitate to play it now because it's going to infect us for the rest of the night. Well, this sort of this sort of links it to us in perpetuity. You, by playing it on the show, yeah, yeah. This so now we'll always know where to find it. There's a bank out there called Home Street Bank. I hope nobody starts cat rolling you with this song. It, they can't. They can't. It's already. It's constantly looping through my head. <laughs> I'm going around the house singing to myself. We've been banking for a long, long time. We're the best of the best of the best. I hate this song so much, and I hear it so often. And I go around the house grumpily muttering this song under my breath. So it's Home Street Bank, which I don't think I've heard of before now. Oh, I have a. I have a. An associate who works there. So oh, really? I, I knew about them. You yeah. have associates? I have associates. Huh, interesting. Um, and this one thing did click in place, though, for me. I've been hearing this on the radio quite a bit. And then one day I was watching TV and I realized this is a whole song and dance number on a TV version of this commercial, which somehow makes it a little bit more palatable, yeah. I think. Um, but it is apparently their 100-year anniversary, this bank, and they've been banking for a long, long time, and they want you to know it. And they begin um, not with the song, but with a little piece of dialogue of one person asking another person, hey, do you know that Home Street Bank has been around for a long time? And if I am in the car or anywhere where I can get to the radio quickly, I run and I turn it down before the music begins because it's going to get... I do the same thing for the Cars for Kids commercials, which a lot of people know. Because you know that once you hear the first couple of notes, you're living with that the rest of the day, right? Yeah. So I try to turn this down. Um, And one day I was in the car driving to the hardware store and listening to the ball game and I heard the beginning of this commercial. Hey, do you know that Home Street Bank has been banking for a long time? And I turn down the radio as fast as I can. 
Three minutes later, I get a text from our friend Polly saying, <laughs> we got business loans in our chromosomes. I'm like, that's the song that I just turned down so I wouldn't get it stuck in my head. And you just got it stuck in my head again. So, all right, everybody. Welcome to my hell. Take a listen to this. Did you hear Home Street Bank just turned 100 years old? Really? We've been banking for a long, long time. We're the best of the best of the best of the best. 100 years and we gotta say thanks. We've got business loans in our chromosomes. She just helped me buy my first home. So pass the mic, I've got something to say. When you walk in, they know your name. We've been banking for 100 years. Home Street Bank. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. All loans subject to approval. For starters, I don't think mainstream America is ready for hip-hop in its commercials. For banks. For anything. <laughs> no. Obviously, that's not my problem with it. It's not... I mean, I listen to it there. It's not even the worst. It's not, like, the perfect example of, like, don't make that rap video. Yeah, no. As someone who's only heard it two or three times, it does not offend me at uh -huh. all. Yeah, no. My reaction to all of these are going to be so outsized yes. because of the just repetition of right. it. I really should find a different hobby. Um, but uh, yeah, that is the song that you've just essentially be... been in a sensory deprivation tank listening to these. listening just to this over and over <laughs> and over old. again. Really, we've been thinking for a long, long time. We're the best of the best of the best of the best. I also think it starts off kind of lame. We're the best of the best of the best of the best. Like you he can't doesn't say that. He says we're the best of the best of the best of the banks. Oh, he does. Because then the next rhyme rhymes with banks. Oh, look, I'm still learning yeah, things. Yeah, so see? Sometimes a fresh set of ears. Let me listen again. The bank just turned 100 years old? Really? We've been banking mm -hmm. for Got a that long, part. long time. We're the best of the best of the best of the banks. 100 years. Yeah. You know what? I love 100 years and we're now. trying to say thanks. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's, I, I, again, I can't break down why I hate that so much. It just gets stuck in my head. So. I, you know, uh, enough repetition of anything will... Uh, drive you insane. Yeah, and it, and it is. Now, this next one, I think I drive you insane because every time this comes on, and I know I've done this to you a hundred times, I say, Genevieve, listen to this commercial, and there's two copy points in this commercial that drive... They're not even copy points because the, the style of this commercial is that um, they've interviewed somebody who will introduce <laughs> himself here in a second who is a cancer survivor, and it's actually a serious topic in a certain way. No kidding. It does always make me think like if I'm facing that decision at some point, hearing this commercial for a very specific kind of treatment called proton therapy treatment, I don't know if it's better or worse. I've never, I've got, I'm so blessed that I have not had to, you know, think about that or worry about that in my own family. But I've heard this so many times that I could see if I were faced with a decision, maybe thinking or asking the doctor, hey, yeah. what is this proton sure. thing? Like it really has. And so it's a serious topic. And so I don't want to um, diminish that at all. But uh, it's an interview style commercial where clearly somebody interviews this, this fellow who used to be part of the Mariners organization, as you'll hear, uh, about his experience with um, with cancer and the proton treatment that he got. So he's not reading a script. They probably asked him the same questions over and over again, cut up the copy and yeah. then tried to piece this together uh, in a 30 second time frame, which is not a lot of time, especially when you're, you know, trying to produce something in that manner that has some sort of, um, I don't know, verite to it. So take a listen to this. I feel like I have this commercial has been running so long. There's a chance that I did this on the last baseball <laughs> we radio commercial. We definitely have talked about show. this on the show before. We have. Yeah. Maybe I just brought it up 
like maybe something else reminded me so. of this. So anyway, yeah. here's the actual tape. I will ring the bell when there are two things that are said that kind of um, drive me up a wall, and then we'll discuss it at the end. I'm Rick Griffin. I was the head athletic trainer for the Seattle Mariners for 35 years. I found out I had prostate cancer on opening day 2017. Rick took charge of his treatment. I had a friend who had prostate cancer, and I saw the side effects, and I thought there had to be a better way. He chose the SCCA Proton Therapy Center. It was much easier than I thought possible. If I had to recommend proton therapy, I absolutely would. Rick chose proton therapy. Find out why at sccaprotontherapy.com. I feel like that guy in... um Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul. Oh, uh, yeah. uh, My finger is like trembling, (laughs) hovering above the bell, waiting to hit it. Um, Salamanca? Uh, Yeah, Hector Salamanca. Hector Salamanca. Um, All right, the two things in that commercial, and again, it's a serious topic, so I don't want to drag it too much, but he says, um, I had friends that had cancer and I saw the side effects. And clearly what they're trying to talk about there is he saw the side effects of other treatments. He saw the side effects most likely of chemo or something like that. But he doesn't say it accurately. He says that he saw the side effects of cancer. And that's not what he saw. He saw the symptoms of cancer and he saw the side effects of other treatments. It drives me bananas every time. I feel the need to correct Rick Griffin, who, quick reminder, can't hear me. And is a cancer survivor. And is a cancer survivor, so doesn't need me harassing him at home, something I have not done yet. Um, And then the other thing that drives me bananas, and I heard somebody else, this came on the radio when I was driving with Luke uh, last year, and I heard him mumble to himself something about the bad copy at the end where Rick Griffin says, if I had to... (laughs) Suggest or recommend, recommend therapy. I would. Well, yeah, yeah you had to. <laughs> yeah, he would do it if you had. Uh, to. And again, he means if somebody was in a situation and I if had I, to recommend something, I would I recommend, recommend this. cancer treatment. To I someone. would recommend this. Yes. Yeah, and again, it's just because I've heard it probably fifteen hundred times. Yeah, at this point. as someone who's been on the other side of that microphone, trying to get a non-professional yes. spokesperson to say the thing you need for your promotional video mm-hmm. or whatever you need it for. It's really challenging sometimes. Um, Try doing an interview with someone where you're not going to be, you as the interviewer are not going to be on the tape. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you need, so so you ask them like, how do you feel about Blue Bear Cosmetics? Mm -hmm. And they say, I like it. It's great. And you go, I really need you to say Blue Bear Cosmetics. And I know what, (laughs) I know what clip you're going to play here. (laughs) You saw me go for my mouth. Yes, which is, it's so true. It's it's so accurate. Are you thinking Bagel Bites? I'm thinking about Bagel Bites, This is from a TV show called The Other Two, right? And of course, I play this tape all the time on TVTL. Chase, what's your favorite thing to snack on when you're jamming out to music? Um, I don't know. Everything's good. (laughs) Okay, well, we're streaming live on Bagel Bites TV, so can you say Bagel Bites? Oh, yeah. Bagel Bites. Okay, great, but can you say it in a sentence like I'm Chase Dreams and when I'm jamming out to music I love to eat bagel bites. I'm Chase Dreams and when I'm jamming out to music I love to eat bagel bites. Okay great congrats on whatever it is you do. (laughs) It's just perfect tape from start to finish. I love it. That's a great show. I don't know if if it's coming back or what. I need to pick it up. Oh this is unrelated. I was going to tell you this off the air but here we are talking about TV and I haven't really talked to you all day so let's just catch up. The less we talk about these radio ads, the better our ratings will be. Um, this is going to be our best show ever, as you just promised. Be. 
Um, did you see that that TV show that you like, but also I think somewhat wince your uh, way through The Boys is coming back? Season three oh, just announced on Amazon. I like The Boys. It's ultra violent. Um, and it's, I don't want to, I don't know. If, it's not problematic really in any way, but it is ultra violent and like it explores some difficult themes yeah i mean it's supposed to be reflecting problematic things in our society but it does that again i haven't even seen it i've just seen bits of it but it does it through like the quote-unquote heroes of the show are actually kind of anti-heroes and they have some terrible qualities exactly yeah Yeah. so yeah that's great i like that show and i um uh i love the the main guy um gosh carl something if it's not weathers i can't help <laughs> uh it's carl urban carl urban I, that means nothing to me um okay so no offense to carl urban uh or his family um geico is rearing its head here and also i wanted to say we're gonna um not complain about this commercial now i'm not saying this is the best commercial in the world but there is one good line in here that i feel like is well delivered we haven't encountered this type of commercial in today's show yet, but a lot of radio ads do still deploy, and I like it when they do that, the idea of making a little radio skit with actors. Like, hey, Sally, I heard you're getting a divorce. Yeah. How did you choose your divorce lawyer? Oh, that's one that wasn't on Sunday. There's something called Truce Law Firm. I think we've talked about we have, this on yeah. the show, right? Uh, for some reason, that didn't air during the ball game on Sunday. I would have <laughs> included it. Sometimes, if you really want to win, you got to call a truce. Call Truce Law Firm. Um, but uh, this one made us laugh. You heard this when I was listening to the game the other day. This is Geico. And um, this is, I, well, maybe this isn't really a skit so much, but this involves somebody getting a house for the very first time, which is maybe one of the reasons my ears perked up. Your first house, it looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's a place to gather. For others, a place to rest. And for others, it's a place that was a place to rest or gather until they built a stadium two blocks away, and now all you hear is a roaring crowd or someone asking if you're ready to rock. No, you are not ready to rock. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than trying to drown out 40,000 people by speaking really loudly. That's one that, again, I've heard that commercial a whole bunch. I didn't realize until I was pulling the tape and labeling it that, oh, this is for Geico Insurance. <laughs> I just always laughed at the part where he said, you're not ready to rock. You're not ready because to I'm rock. Because I'm so not ready to rock. If you bought a house and did not know, I mean, I guess if you bought your house 40 years ago, it's possible that a stadium could pop up next door at some point yeah but this is clearly like a new homeowner. yeah this is aimed at new homeowners um that's that's a real failure of due diligence on your part i feel you know we've been lucky how long have we been in this house six weeks now maybe a little bit less two months um a little bit more i guess um so i was a little bit worried about that like what are the things what are the environmental things that you simply cannot suss out in one visit to a house you know um there are fire trucks that go by but this house so far has been and quite a few but this house so far has been really solid and quiet that's what blows my mind about this house which is in many ways um you know not fancy in most ways not fancy and quite imperfect um and you would think a house like that would be an absolute sieve for noise and mm-hmm. energy and heat and everything. I would actually think that newer buildings probably are worse for noise. This is probably just old and well 
I guess so. You'd think newer buildings that would have like the good double paint, like the fancy windows. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And for whatever reason, this house is like weirdly soundproofed. Like, like our street is very close to like it's basically a throughway for like mostly like big kind of trucks, like not semis, yeah. but like work trucks. Yeah. A lot of things that are hauling trailers. A lot of just big work trucks. Like a lot of you know sort of. Um, light industrial trucks and 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 like you said like the fire truck those firefighters take that thing on a joyride daily why saw, do you think it's a joyride because the siren's not on why are they driving by they drive by every day in the big the biggest truck like the and hook you and think, ladder and you're you're obsessed with it just being a joyride well why isn't the siren on i don't know you think that they're like, not speeding they're like they're do they're uh, following you, uh, you traffic wouldn't laws. think that you would want to take i mean once the once the fun they just wears... like it <laughs> they just enjoy it <laughs> i mean you would think that's be all a pain they have the to ass. do all day no that's the god they get bored Remember how we saw them playing with the fire hydrant? They go around the city and they find all the fire hydrants fire and they hydrant. play with them. And I say, stop playing with it. You're going to go blind. <laughs> Let me know when you're done and I'll continue with the show. Um, you're obsessed with those fire I got fighters. one more. They like to ride on the back and like extend the ladder. No, they and don't. They do. You got to no, watch that's for it. Okay, no, you're making now I'm stuff done. up. All right. No, yeah, now I'm making stuff up. <laughs> I, uh, this next commercial is going to be a game, okay? I have not looked this up. <laughs> but I am convinced I know who the voice... I mean, I'm building this up. Maybe it's just completely obvious and you'll get it within two seconds. In fact, ring this bell when you think you know who this voice is and we'll okay. see if we can even get you past two seconds because maybe it'll be obvious or maybe I just have a special ability. The last thing anyone needs is a high-maintenance checking account. That's why KeyBank created KeySmart Checking. No maintenance fees, no minimum balance requirements, 40,000 surcharges. So you rang that about five seconds in. Who do you think this is? Katie Seagal. Yep, Katie Seagal. Leela herself. Uh, yeah, Futurama. Funny, I mean, I would have bet and she's my in it a million entire things. fortune. But I mean, she first was like in yes. every living room on Married with Children. She was married and with so Children. She also, um, uh, I think, Sons of Anarchy or one of those, oh, like, okay. one of those shows where like, People who look like white nationalists do crime. <laughs> it's not Ozark. And it's not Ozark. That's not and Ozark. And it's not. There was one that I, there's Sons of Anarchy. Is that the one that you said? I thought that was my guess. I used yeah. to get that confused with, what's the other Walter Goggins one that you ended up finally Walton watching? Goggins. Walton Goggins. Um, that one is called um, Justified. I, I, in my head, those oh, are the same exact different. show. But yeah. there are a bunch of shows that are like, that are either in the, um, in the, uh, Sons of Anarchy verse or are like pale mm. imitations of them. There's one called like the Animal Kingdom that Whoa, I feel like is either related to it or similar. Anything where like bikers are making math, I think. Okay, this next commercial here, Veeves. I'm. I feel like I do this all the time. This is why nobody likes this show because I'm always saying I didn't get the right one. But <laughs> um, I will give this company credit for swapping out the ad. Like I said, that proton therapy commercial I played, I think, is in its at least its third year of running and heavy rotation during baseball games. Yeah. Like you would think that you could get a new one. Maybe it's been only two and it feels like three, but I think three it's seasons not, honestly, so far. not great. Like the, you were talking about the proton therapy one. Yeah. It's not great to listen to. I wish they would re interview him or find, I understand like he's associated with the Mariners. So he's like mm -hmm. a very valid from their perspective, 
a valuable um, sort of voucher for yeah. their product because he's associated with the thing that you already have an affinity and an affinity for if you're listening to the game. But he's not good at interviewing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's obviously it sounds he sounds like it's an uncomfortable topic for him mm-hmm. to be talking about. Which oh, that's interesting. Who blame who could blame yeah. him? I mean, I'm not sure I'd want to talk about my prostate cancer yeah. on the radio and. And I'm a person who talks on a microphone every week. So, like, for a lot of people, the thought of cracking a microphone and being in a public space like that is extremely terrifying. Especially when you're talking about something so vulnerable and And personal. And so I get the sense, and I'm just right, you know, this is all, you know, headcanon on my part. But it feels to me like he's doing this because it seems like a good public service or he thinks it's the right thing to do to share his perspective and his experience, but it's actually quite excruciating for him. I'll bet you it's, I don't really get that impression as much. I bet you he's just, you know, he's a, he's a sports trainer. That might be the case. Either way, either, either it is excruciating for him or it's not, but it sounds like it is. Um, And either way, I would say either get the man some media training or find a different spokesperson. Would it be insensitive if I suggested them turning it into a song where he says, I've been healthy for several years? <laughs> um, okay, maybe it would be. The best of the best of the proton therapy. <laughs> exactly. Um, so uh, this next commercial that I'm leading up to here, speaking of people who sound uncomfortable, I will give this company, which I believe is called Pressy Door. I've never actually seen it spelled out. I only hear Pressy Door. They now they had one running for the first couple of weeks of the season, and now they've swapped it out with this one. The first one was even funnier because this man. Did you know that there's a company in Seattle called Cressy Doors? Oh, it must be Cressy. That's what I'm hearing. Okay, um, he sounds so depressed. Unfortunately, <laughs> in this one, it's not as bad. Unfortunately, but in the one fortunately that w- for him, yes. In but the, unfortunately for, for us, this show, the listeners, it was because he would say, "This is so and so from Cressy." From was it Cressy? Cressy. This is so and so from Cressy Door. Garage door openers can now be controlled with your cell phone. <laughs> and like and he was just like talking about like he was like talking about these, which actually got me thinking like, oh, of course, like that would be something that would become a smartphone activated thing now in a smart house. But he sounded so like I almost I always wanted to text my uh, my sport text chain and be like, is anybody worried about the Cressy door guy? Like, can somebody check in on him? Well, they're not running that particular one anymore. They have a different pitch. This is a shorty. It's 15 seconds. He doesn't sound quite so glum, so maybe he's getting better. Hey, everyone. Rick Witters, owner of Cressy Door. If your auto dealership or warehouse is in need of new high-speed overhead doors or your overhead doors need servicing, give us a call at Cressy Door. Cressy Door, your commercial door experts since 1952. Okay. Wow! Yeah, that's if that's his up one. That's up, that's man. Pretty I'm bad. telling you, you should have heard the other one. A thing you can do when you're doing voiceover work or any kind of um, audio interview work like that is um, smile when you mm-hmm. talk, and it will be audible in your mm-hmm. voice, uh, which is what they always tell you. It's one of the things they teach you in in media training. Wait, let's like, listen for the smile. Let's see if it's here. Hey everyone, Rick Witters, owner of Cressy Door. If your auto dealership or warehouse is in need of new high speed... I'm not hearing the smile. I'm not hearing the smile. I think someone needed to tell him to smile. (laughs) This is just like an opportunity for me to deploy a lot of the media training that I've accrued over the years of being in like media relations and communications work. What's his name again? Whittier? Hey everyone, Rick Witters. Rick Witters, you should smile more. That's what Genevieve (laughs) says. Um... 
here's another thing, and I, I it's I, okay to say it to someone if it's in a professional context. Uh huh. Um, this is some advice that somebody gave me a long time ago that I think about a lot. Clearly, in this context, right now, you and I doing the show and me recording thousands of episodes of my other podcast, like I've gotten more comfortable behind a microphone, potentially. Yeah too comfortable right there maybe should be a little bit more urgency at times but there was a time if you can believe it when i never talked on the radio i was just a producer not just a producer i was proud and happy to be a producer solely a producer i was solely a producer i was simply a producer i was a simple minded producer that's what they always said those were some great business cards um, and you sh- I don't know why you spelled out colon. <laughs> Andrew Walsh. Colon, colon producer. Simple producer. <laughs> um, okay, so this is a true story, though, that I think about all the damn time. So in my old role, this is in New Hampshire at New Hampshire Public Radio, I was producing a lot of the um, on-air fun drives, right? Especially during morning edition. That was my thing. I loved producing those things. But at one point, they wanted to train some more people up to actually be on-air. And much like I was doing morning edition as producing, but they would say, well, let's try you and some other new people out maybe in the middays or whatever. Then they would pair you up like a newbie up with a, a veteran, of course. So none of that is really relevant. But anyway, we reserved a studio, and me and one other newbie were training to do on-air pitching. I don't remember who the other newbie was, but I can tell you who was training us. It was uh, my former boss and current pal, Mike Arnold, uh-huh. right? And there's something about doing a practice run of Radio 2 that is even more like... I was just I kind of felt embarrassed. I'm in this room. We're opening up mics. We're not actually going on the air, so I don't feel performative. And I just right, felt like and shy and quiet. It, and it's like playing dress up. And it's like playing dress up. And I was even less secure then, maybe, in this manner than I am now. Um, and so we did the first... We did the first, like, fake pitch break, right? And we recorded it. And it was me and this other person. And I'm sure I was, like, reading the script and being like... And that's why if you donate now, uh, you will get a pair of (laughs) NHPR socks. Uh, You know, I'm sure that my energy was so low because sometimes when you're nervous. Cressy level low. It was probably Cressy level low, maybe even um, Rick uh, uh, Proton Therapy um, level low. But I remember my boss saying, and this nobody knows this person, so sorry, but just go with me here. He said... um, you know our colleague John Greenberg. Do your best imitation of him. <laughs> and the thing is, John Greenberg, who I love to death, you know, he was a colleague of mine and kind of a mentor. He was, you know, older veteran radio journalist. And um, but he's got such a big personality, right? Yes. He is a personality. And everything he says, he's talking with his hands and everything has energy about it. If he doesn't have energy, why would he be telling the story, right? right? Yeah. That's and actually that a really good John, John That was John. Yeah. I'm thinking about him now and I just realized how long it's been since I've seen him. I really miss him. Um, but um, I remember Mike Arnold saying to me, do your best imitation of John Greenberg. And he said, like, listen, don't Mike worry about it. Mike was a good boss. He's like, you're not going to get anywhere near it. 
I just need you to raise that level a little bit. You get as comfortable, you get as close to doing John Greenberg as you can, and we're just lifting the nose on this a little bit. I mean, he didn't say all of that, but that's what yeah. he was implying. He's, but I do remember him saying, do your best, John Greenberg. I must have given him a look, and he said, don't worry about it. You're not going to be like John Greenberg. <laughs> not that that's a bad thing, but I wasn't, you know, I wasn't going to come on the air doing an imitation right. of a colleague who's on the air a lot. But anyway, I think about that all the time, like just like shoot for that energy level because you're so far down here. Yeah, you're not going to do whatever is over the top to you and we're just still barely getting there. Yeah. Sort of. yeah so. I once had to do an interview um, when I was the spokesperson for uh, a college that I worked for and we unfortunately had a student die mm. and um, in a sort of a bizarre set of circumstances and I had to go on like a local news channel and give an interview just expressing the college's, you know, deep sadness uh, for her passing and our, um, you know, our our condolences to the family. I mean, it was just rote sympathy, right? Like, very simple to do. I don't remember this. This was um, this is a local news station you yeah. were talking to? Yeah. And, and they came to you as they in the came field to, somewhere? Yeah, they came out to the college. And I had never really been on camera before and even more than that it wasn't so much that I was nervous about being on camera even at that fairly young age I was like it's local news like I didn't feel <laughs> like oh my gosh I'm gonna you know yeah. it's gonna be horrible if I don't do this right what I was most terrified of was seeming in any way glib oh, yeah. or um like I wasn't taking the situation seriously enough yeah and so the resulting <laughs> interview and I hate to laugh because I mean it was a pure tragedy obviously what happened but the resulting interview was me just looking like I was reading a hostage oh, like no. I was being held hostage like I really looked like I had someone putting a gun to my head just off camera really because I was so devoid of any um energy or light in my eyes because I was trying to convey the level of seriousness with which we took this situation. I had a, I had a, uh, a friend and a former professor reach out to me afterwards and say, yeah, I saw you on TV. I uh, hope everything's okay. Wow. I don't, I'm looking for this. I wanted to see if I could um, Google this and I can't find it, but Genevieve, I just stumbled on something that is blowing my damn mind right now. What's that? I just typed in to Google Genevieve has and quote and then student death. I knew it was a long shot because I your particular name, if there was some quick quote from you in some TV news piece from a decade ago, it's, I didn't think it was going to call yeah, up anything. And it was more than a decade at this point. But you know what I did call up? No joke. An obituary that just posted this January, Genevieve has who died in Fairview Park, Ohio, which is where I was born. Yikes. That's eerie. Different middle name here. Um, and uh, I guess lived from 1936 to just this year. Died in 2022, which is maybe why this hasn't come up before when I have Googled your name for weird and creepy reasons. But that is very strange to see this result that says Genevieve has obituary Fairview Park, Ohio. Yeah, that is um, an uncomfortable. That's uncomfort a lot of that's an uncomfortable thing to see. Yeah, because it is sorry. an unusual name. Sorry, I didn't mean to um, bum you out. Um, back to these commercials that everybody wants me to play. Um, 
This next one is an example of a what I consider to be, generally speaking, a good ad campaign, even though I find the organization to be somewhat problematic, as we say. Um, it's the Union Gospel Mission here in Seattle. They do have a good mission, um, which is to, you know, help serve the homeless population and, and especially people who got their... Um, by way of mental illness or or fall, fell into the trap of addiction or what have you and what they do is they first of all one thing they do is they they rotate these things out quite a bit so they have a good format for it and they're you're always hearing from somebody who went through who was their absolute worst hit absolute rock bottom and then came to the union and then the union helped them recover and now they work with the union to help others the one that happened to be airing on sunday isn't the most inspiring of all of them it's pretty good i'm going to play it for you here i've heard even better ones before then they always close with this really um syrupy i guess kind of spiritual song of, of of a woman singing very slowly and faith will bring me home i think we'll hear it together and sometimes that will get stuck in my head too which is actually very preferable to the home street bank song <laughs> um unfortunately the union gospel mission is also like embroiled in this lawsuit that's been go going on for years because like they wouldn't hire a lawyer because he was gay yep. and they're a, a, Chris, a christian organization of some sort so that i really dislike that obviously and so um whenever I hear these, I think like these are really good commercials. I'm really glad that organizations are doing the work to get people off the street. Some of the, uh, listen, but their mission is very religion oriented. So these do yeah. not shy away also from saying, from the people saying they helped me find God and God helped me clean up. Again, these aren't necessarily, I, I don't buy into the paths of all of these folks, but I feel it is a very compelling commercial campaign. And also I give them a lot of respect. This is like the fourth one already in four weeks of baseball. So they're really going out and interviewing. And by the way, they're pretty good interviews. They're less chopped up than that Rick Griffin one we heard. Um, I feel like they're really compelling stories told in about 10, 15 seconds of this 30 second commercial. Yeah. So this is the only one I have to play for you right now. Take a listen to this. I had so many things happen to me growing up that I tried to block out with drugs. I ended up homeless and suicidal, but by the grace of God, I'm still here. I believe the Missions Recovery Program saved my life. I'm working at the mission now, helping others escape the streets. And grace will lead me home. To hear more, volunteer, or donate to Seattle's Union Gospel Mission, visit UGM.org. I think there's some good stuff in the simplicity of that, too. Yeah. That it's always the exact same format, that guitar strum at the beginning, that song at the end, the tag at the end doesn't need to be changed. You just swap in these stories, and they're really good, compelling yeah, it's stories. it's great branding, and it's well really executed. Yeah. yeah, and they've been doing that for years without making me, as a listener, feel just fatigued by hearing the same thing over and over. Um, the one that was airing before this one, and, and again, you know, I'm not a religious person, but this woman saying, you know, kind of a similar thing, I on the streets as a real rock bottom whatever that looked like for her and she came in and she said um specifically that like she was immediately surrounded by people who showed her her god and and, and enveloped her in some way that like i can't explain it to you you could feel the warmth coming out and she says and now i'm one of those people who greet people when they come through the door are they all are there all of their spokespeople people who now work or volunteer there i think so yeah. in some way that makes sense i yeah. mean that's those are like the easiest people to kind of 
they have a have obviously have they have yeah. access to them. They obviously have a good feeling about the organization already. They have got a happy ending. Yeah, that's that's a smart play. It's a really good. Um, it's a really really good campaign. Um, now I am at the point where those are the ones I really wanted to talk about. Um, so we can stop at any time, but I'll go through a few more of these. Like here are some more Geico ones. This one just drives me nuts. I don't think it's the worst idea. This is such a Geico we ad when you hear it. It's just <laughs> so classic Geico. They're just trying to be, do something a little bit weird and make you laugh, but it's one joke that can last about 10 seconds, but they turn it into a 30 second ad and you just want to throttle this guy by the end of it. Or at least I do. I could be wrong. Again, my everything. Yeah. Objects and mirror may be more larger, angering. Larger than, they than appear. It, they appear. Yeah, yeah exactly. for sure. I like I will tell you what it sounds like to someone who's only heard it maybe once or twice. Switching and saving with Geico is easy. So you're free to ponder life's big questions. Like is the word dictionary in the dictionary? If so, it probably says something like dictionary, noun. A dictionary is the word you're reading now and the pages they were printed on. Basically, this thing you're looking at right now that you're holding, reading words from, it's a dictionary. As in, hey, look at me. I'm holding a dictionary in my hands as I read the definition of dictionary. Yeah, it's probably something like that. Switch and save with Geico. It's easier than you think. It's weird that they like chose a person whose read is so countrified and kind of slackery, sort of, yeah. right? Like he says, "Prolly, Prolly, yeah, yeah." Because I think it's supposed to almost be a stonery vibe, right? Like either, a shower thoughts, either stonery vibe, yeah, like a shower thoughts thing. But there's also it's a little country too, and it's just funny that it's just like it, he just keeps going on and on. And what I don't like about it is. Well, first of all, it does make me ponder. One, it's funny they say it'll make you ponder things. It seems weird to me that. By the way, I just heard that, and if I didn't know we were talking about a Geico ad, I would not remember that that was a yeah, Geico ad. right. Um, it makes me think. But you wrote this in 2022. Does anybody have a dictionary anymore? Not. I mean, like <laughs> honestly, not to be like, what's a dictionary? But like, I immediately what thought, is like, a <laughs> like, but you're talking about a version of a dictionary where you pull it off the shelf and yeah. you open it up and then you read the definition. But that's not really how people use the dictionary anymore. Like mostly you would just like type in a word and then you'd get the definition or pronouncer or whatever you need. I agree that that's true in practice, but that's also like saying like, do, is is a map as a in terms of like being a thing, being an object, like no longer a signifier? You know, I mean, nobody uses a, a paper map. Yeah, but I do think that maybe if you were, I'm I'm trying to think how that I how I could apply that to this analogy or whatever. But I a map, I think. Okay, what I'm saying is maybe not hitting the mark. I, I, I don't mean to argue it like I'm right about it, but it did make me think that it does seem like a somewhat antiquated idea for a brand new commercial. Sure. Sort of like if someone said like, you know how when you pick up the phone and you and you dial the numbers and the, yeah. and the dial swings all the way back right, around. And to the the road, you like, know how you pick up your phone and you have to rotary use the dial, rotary it's dial. Like, it's like, wait, what? That's not. A, and listen, some people listening right now might say, hey, I have a dictionary. It sits on my desk. And I use it all the time. But I just don't think that that is the mainstream now. And it just seems weird yeah. for a, a person who's definitely coded as somewhat young. And I think somewhat like, again, I kind of get a stoner vibe. I could be wrong about you know that. What? F 10 years from now, I think you will be right. At this moment in time, mm -hmm. I think a dictionary, because obviously this is a shower thoughts, not a literal, you know, yeah. Do are you going to go pick up a dictionary? 
because of where we are in the transition from analog media to digital media, I think a dictionary still feels like a relatable object that has a special that, that signifies what it signifies. Yeah. You know, it was probably better than rotary phone before if we had said answering machine, because that is still sometimes used not as much anymore. But as of five years ago, it was surprising how often you would see a, a, an answering machine used in a um, TV show or a movie because it was like easier to kind of get the point across. Exactly. And, and like yeah. you could use some you could get some exposition. There's a great in there. tag on an episode of Rick and Morty that specifically right. makes fun of that joke. I'll bet you that's even why it's on my mind, frankly, yeah. I'm probably sort of stealing that thought I also sort of think that like I know that it's like the shower thoughts and I'll say it for like the fourth time like I kind of get this like hey I'm kind of a stonery kind of guy but it's like I think this commercial if you're going to stick with this premise would be sharper if you didn't have that voice character but you had somebody who was maybe more officious sounding who actually reads a definition of dictionary in the dictionary the way it would be written. This kid just kind of keeps repeating, like, yeah. dictionary, like that thing you're holding right now. I mean, it's like not even a good, it's not a good parody. It's just like, I don't know. It doesn't yeah, do it for me. I really hate either. the character by the end. I really want to, I, I want to hit him with a dictionary. Um, What's a dictionary? <laughs> What's a dictionary? Um, can't, can't hit someone with the dictionary on your phone, can you? You can hit him with your phone. Yeah, but I'd, I'd rather take a phone to the head than a dictionary. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody said, I gotta, I'm going to spill the beans on this. We were talking about doing a show potentially about false dichotomies yep. in advertising. Like we use the Twix example, like a whole campaign based on whether or not it's right Twix or left Twix or tastes great, less filling, you know, like a product creating a false dichotomy about itself yeah. to then put a characters war, fighting about fight, them and yeah. then selling the product. And we got a message from you a long time. You got peanut butter time. and my chocolate. That's chocolate a good one. Yeah. Butter. Ooh, I forgot about that one. That's a good one. We got a list. I wish I could credit you. I'm sorry. It came in via email, and I don't have it in front of me right now, but somebody said, please name that show. I'd rather have a bottle in front of me than a false dichotomy, <laughs> which I think is a fantastic idea. If we ever do it, I'd like to consider that. Um, let's play another Geico ad here. Uh, I have a few here that are the um, – I always find this, this kind of trope a little bit tiring when – People try to match their message to the fact that you're listening to a baseball game. Yeah. Sometimes it's cute. I'm going to play this one. This Geico one isn't super irritating. Um, in fact, it's where we got our little drop at the beginning of the show. It's kind of funny. Baseball fans, in addition to helping you save all season long, Geico can help you relearn how to sport. Just call the Geico Fanstructional Hotline. You've selected how to summon a stadium hot dog vendor. Raise your arm at a right angle with one or two fingers extended. How to hot dog. The hot dog is best consumed lengthwise. The Geico Fanstructional Hotline, helping you save and sport all season I'd like long. to hear more of these. I feel like Geico does this thing where they pretend like they have a series of commercials, but they yeah. only do one of them and move on. I actually think that would be... That commercial is neither wonderful nor awful, I yeah. think. But... If it was a whole bunch of them, they were swapping in different, like, how to fan, I would like it more. Yeah, I think so. Also, how to sport. That seems so, like, 2005. Yeah. Like, I'm over sports, so I call it sport or Yeah, sport I agree. That's, that's, like, and it's, and they're specifically talking to people who do love sports. Yeah. So, it's yeah. not even, like. It's not even like you're trying to wink at people who are who who call who think of it as sport yeah. ball. And I mean, I'm honestly one of them. Like I deride baseball all the time, but I don't listen to them. So so you won't find me listening to baseball. Yeah. Well, you do listen to a lot of baseball because 
you live in this house. But I don't hear it. You don't hear it. And kind of like me in these commercials. <laughs> I listen to them. I memorize them. But I Sometimes don't really Andrew, hear them. It's like where we're listening to a game together. We're like, we'll just have it on in the kitchen or whatever. And he leaves the room for a minute. And he comes back and he asks me what happened. I'm like... <laughs> I, I have no way of knowing. Rick Riz got really excited. It sounded like a ball Not was going to go over the wall, but no. it turns out it was in it would, shallow middle field. It would be amazing. Yeah, right. It would be like amazing if I even had the tone of what had happened. <laughs> but it like it's seriously like white noise to me. Um, but not white noise because it actually kind of drives you nuts, right? You don't I like don't, the sound. Of... I don't like the sound of it less, just mostly because like the sound of like. Uh, terrestrial radio just people talking like I, w- I wouldn't really listen i wouldn't leave it on if it was anybody talking if it was yeah you know a talk show or whatever i um, only listen to music on the radio sticking with people making like baseball analogies this one again i i don't want to exaggerate these too much and we should maybe just wrap it up since i don't have strong takes on any of these cool takes on commercial breaks um <laughs> uh but this is for the polyclinic it's actually the polyclinic um now partnering up i mean healthcare in this country i can't even every time i hear this my mind kind of explodes. Not that I have any ill feelings towards any of these organizations, but it's just like medicine as a business is just so mind-blowing now. Yeah. Like there are three different brands that are mentioned. This Polyclinic is partnering up with so-and-so, which also brings Optum Bank into it, which Optum Bank, I don't know if you have an HSA oh, yeah, with my, them. My I do. Favorite, I actually used to. I was going to say my favorite healthcare provider, Optum Bank. But I yeah. use, now, I'm, uh, now I'm with Health Equity, but I was with yeah. Optum Bank. So anyway, this is all of these, um, all these organizations kind of circling their wagons as one company buys another company, buys another company. But my point in all of this is, well, we're talking to basically Baseball fans, so we need to meet them where they are. Everyone knows some things are just better together, like a bat and ball, a hot dog and mustard, and now the Ever Clinic and the Poly Clinic. It's a match made in healthcare. We're working together. I like the uh, it's a match made in healthcare yeah. line. That's not too bad. Um, but a hot dog and mustard and a bat and a ball or whatever she said. I don't need it. Again, it doesn't drive me nuts. I, what I think is more interesting is that might be my former HR director. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking. Uh, I know okay. that. Yeah, she... that, that took us in a very um, surprising direction. <laughs> because when you work at a radio station and you have somebody, first of all, I think you will have people in the building who maybe went to school for broadcasting, but then end up being the HR director of a radio station, right? And I don't know if that's the case with the woman I'm thinking of now. Um, but I do think that she used to be sometimes a voice on some uh, commercials that were made in a house. And so the I didn't work for 710 ESPN. I worked for the other station, but it's like a cluster. So we all worked in the same building together. And I feel like this, could this be Marin? Everyone knows some things are just better together, like a bat and ball, a hot dog and mustard. And now the Ever Clinic and the Poly. I've heard, I don't know if that's, uh, was it Marin? I, I can't remember if that's her name or not. But I've heard her go through a lot of shit. She was one of the people who played a person who was getting a divorce a couple <laughs> of seasons ago. I think it's like, Someone, I wish she's had, had health scares. It, if, 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 if radio commercials weren't so ephemeral, which we always lament on this yeah. show, because sometimes we do want to share something we heard. Um, it would be great to have all of those and cut them together and make like a little soap opera. Yeah, right. Yeah, like bring in her, like combine her characters yeah. and try to spread it out. Here's another one that um, I probably have an outsized reaction to. This is a this one's only been running for maybe a week or two now. I just hate both of these guys so much. Yes. You know, you did promise you'd drive once you stopped getting coverage to follow baseball. Huh? Oh, yeah. No, I uh, have T-Mobile, so I've had 5G coverage since we got on the highway. You've been way out here? How was that a strike? Okay, you're driving the whole way home, dude. Boo. Yeah, boo. 
home or away. Who talks like that? Can you, do you, upon hearing that just once, can you follow what's going on? Because it took me several. I didn't understand what the hell was happening. You promised you'd start driving once you got coverage to follow baseball. What the? I'm actually glad to hear. I'm glad to hear you say that because I feel like I've often throughout the course of the show brought commercials to the table and said this commercial makes no sense and, and then, then I, I watch it a second at a time with both of us I'm just like oh, it's the most obvious thing in the world I've heard this commercial a few times now Wait, I found it, it confusing at first I, I know exactly what's going okay. on and I will tell you the story of this commercial but before that you want to hear it again yeah I'm going to okay. try to follow it yes you know you did promise you'd drive once you stopped getting coverage to follow baseball huh oh yeah no I uh, have T-Mobile so I've had 5G coverage since we got on the highway even way out here how was that a strike? Okay, you're driving the whole way home, dude. Boo. 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 Oh, I hate those guys. All right, do you know what's going on? I don't. You still don't really? Answer? I, okay, I'm, I that really makes me feel... I don't understand. I, I'm not dunking on you. I'm, that makes me feel good because the first couple of times I heard it, I was like, what? And then it's pretty clear to me now. These two dude bros are yeah. on a road trip somewhere, okay. right? Maybe they're going out to like see a... For some reason, I put them as like going out somewhere to watch a um, music festival or something. Sounds, Maybe go camping okay. for the weekend. I don't sure. know why Color I have that there. Yeah. yeah, sure. But they're going so, to a music festival. They're gonna. So camp. they're going out to the gorge. Okay, like here in gl- Washington they're probably State. Probably glamping, but sure. So they're going out to the gorge in Washington State to see the Dave Matthews Band play three nights in a row. They only got out. tickets to two of them, but they got to drive back on Sunday. But whatever. That's all. That's all just. That's all just background. Yeah. <laughs> that's just. That's what they internalized as the characters. Now these two guys are on a road. Trip somewhere, and the one guy said, um, "Hey, can you drive? I want to, you know, follow this baseball game on my phone so long as I still have coverage." And the guy's like, "Yeah, okay, that I sounds like see. a deal." Okay. So the guy takes the wheel and he's driving, he's driving, but now it's like the eighth inning or something. He's like, "Dude, I thought you were going to take over the wheel I when you when it. you lost coverage." He's like, "Yeah, but guess what? I have T-Mobile. I have great coverage." And the guy's Everywhere. like, "Great. Well, then you have to drive all the way back." And the other guy says, "Boo!" And then the guy says, "Yeah, boo!" And I'm just like. What are you talking about? Yeah. Okay. I really appreciate you explaining that to me. Mm-hmm. I would not have been able, I don't think, however many times I listened to it, have been able. You would have eventually. I don't. You're a, you're think a smart so. person. I just forgot that you can ever watch a baseball on a phone. <laughs> the fact that you call it a baseball means you're not ready for baseball games. Yeah. Um,. All right, listen, let's get out of here. I'm going to play one more commercial. The only point of this one is these are two more irritating people right here, I think. (laughs) And I think the logic in here, there's something that just doesn't quite work for me. Like, there's something... The whole point of this commercial is that this guy's logic or one of the characters' logic doesn't make sense, but it's also just like, I don't know, it's off by a click. Nice chubby trailblazer, Ben. Thanks. It was love at first sight. But didn't you say you loved all the room in the Chevy Traverse? Oh, yeah. And didn't you say you loved the style of the Chevy Blazer? No doubt. And all that technology in the Chevy Equinox? Definitely. But the trailblazer was love at first sight? Well, I didn't say it was the only one I loved at first sight. The hardest part of driving home in a new Chevy SUV is choosing which one. Okay, Why is this woman, who's obviously not his partner, (laughs) so invested in his car (laughs) shopping journey? I don't know that much about you. (laughs) I mean, do you know that much about about me? Whenever when I was car shopping and I was, remember, I did car shopping by myself in LA because I I had to suddenly get a car because I had to commute. And... I looked at a lot of cars. I know I, you like Chargers. You like Dodge Chargers. I, if you can get your hands I on one do, of those. I do, but like, do you remember 
any would you have known there was a Datsun in our neighborhood that you liked there was a Datsun that I once liked these are things I know about you and cars but do you remember like I didn't I didn't come home and say like well I probably did actually come home and say like well I looked at this you know used golf that you know didn't have this this and this but I was probably listening to the radio. I'm sure and you nodding. were listening. To, I'm sure you're watching a baseball on your phone. Yeah. and didn't pay attention. Like, this but you would, find the, these people are this irritating, woman might be right? Stalking him. Yeah. I mean, look, this is a real occupational hazard for people who are having who's li- who are living their lives in radio commercials. Which is, it's somehow I don't know why it's so difficult. But the, I've seen a million TV commercials with a little skit with with performances where I like the performance and I feel like the performance is giving me what I'm supposed to be, whether it's like the person's annoying or the person's likable or whatever, where I'm able to like relate or experience their performance as like a good thing. Yeah. And I don't know what it is about radio commercials that are skit based, but they are always so hammy. Well, I do think it's a lot harder to act on the radio. I mean, that's why even modern day, um, like radio style dramas, yeah. even the one produced by Gimlet, like uh, Homecoming, was Homecoming. that? One? Yeah, yeah, like but I, mean... I and that was professional actors who we love, and I enjoyed the first season of that, and then of course it became a TV show. But there is still something that's so like, there's something so horse galloping with coconuts <laughs> about <laughs> radio acting that you just cannot overcome. Well, I agree that it is. There's a little bit of horse galloping with coconut energy <laughs> in all radio acting, but I liked uh, Homecoming with Gim by Gimlet, and I we we used to listen to that. Uh, we both listened to that. We used mm-hmm. to like talk about how much we hated the bad guy. David Schwimmer. I'm was gonna stop awesome you right there. The, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> David Schwimmer was awesome, and his like he was so hateable. So hateable. And his the way he was hateable was extremely visceral, but also was so relatable. And I'm saying. Like, is it so hard to get an actor? Like, they get great TV commercial yeah. actors. Is it so hard to get an actor who's as good as David Schwimmer <laughs> to be on a radio commercial? I mean, some offense, David Schwimmer. Well, it also depends on how you use it. And that's why, like, we listened to the one with Katie Siegel. Or is it Seagal? I think is it's Seagal, okay. yeah. Um, and that's just a read. And she does a wonderful job with it. You know what I mean? True. It's, it's yeah. the, it's the you can acting. You hear what a pro it's she the is. the skits that are, are the most difficult to do although you'll hear Flo doing progressive commercials and she still sounds like Flo and that's um, Courtney what's her name oh gosh Uh, if you hadn't asked me I'm embarrassed we say it all the time Um, but um, you know there. and also I just want to point out that's why you and I why that um, early Geico ad that we played in the show stood out to us where the guy says you're not ready to rock like there's some acting (laughs) and there's not a skit but it is one person who's acting and it's like oh there you did it you did it you did it it is it is achievable i just don't know why i think it's because the price point between doing tv ads and doing radio ads is so vastly different yeah that it's just like and because they're ephemeral and they don't really go viral um it's just like the investment isn't worth it. You could make you could make good radio ads, but the investment is not worth it to to the ad makers. Is it Stephanie Courtney? I think. Uh, what is wrong with me? I was gonna. I didn't want to look it up because I feel like I should know. 
now my brain is gone completely We're, blank. Okay, let's do who plays Flo, and if that doesn't get me there, oh, Stephanie yeah. Courtney. Stephanie okay, Courtney. there. Okay, I was there. Also, by the way, for the listeners who miss the sound of a cat ruining our recording, good news. <laughs> we have another cat who's Luckily, become very vocal lately. She's quieter. She is quieter. But I Professor doubt the, the mics are picking that up. Is definitely uh, hungry. We'll feed her in just a second. <laughs> Everybody's talking at me I don't hear words they're saying Only the echoes of my mind You want to go first here, Viv? Sure. Um, a few weeks ago, uh, for the Durable Goods episode, I talked about Easy Spirit Shoes and how viscerally I remembered the commercial where a bunch of women play basketball in Easy Spirit mm-hmm. high heels. And pumps. <laughs> Or I'm pumps, learning, as yes. they are called. Um, and I sort of mused on the show whether Easy Spirit still exists as a brand. They do. Um, this is from Jennifer, who uh, I don't know if her phone is listening to this podcast with her or <laughs> what. But she says, apparently, Easy Spirit still exists. I did not search for this, by the way. I guess my phone listens to the podcast. Uh-huh. And what she posted in the Facebook group is just like, you know, a, a ad that, that was served to her. Uh, the way for so many of us, you know, like for me, it's always furniture, right? I'm always looking for furniture. So I'm constantly getting like a row of armchairs that, that the internet thinks mm-hmm. I might be interested in. Um, this is for an Easy Spirit Splash Flat Hiking Sandal, um, which I guess I would describe thusly. Um, it's like a white sole with black top. And it's like if the and the like the pattern is like if Vera Bradley uh, who makes those like quilted floral? I was going to ask you, what's Vera Bradley? She makes like these quilted floral bags. Okay. And stuff. Okay. I'm if looking like at it now. Vera okay. Bradley made a croc, but also the croc somehow also was like a Tiva. Yeah, this is what I would describe as an ugly it, fucking. I will shoe. say it's not for me. Yeah, maybe I'm being rude. Maybe we have people who like I, it. I mean, it looks very. Listen, it's it's also a hiking sandal. It doesn't have to be super nice looking. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to be. And it, they aggressively decided not to make it super nice looking. Um, what I don't under, so I was like, okay, so Easy Spirit is still a thing. So I went looking for Easy Spirits to see whether they were out there because what I found so compelling about those '80s ads was not that they can that you can make an ugly shoe that's comfortable. Yeah. But the idea that you could make like a sexy high heel that's comfortable. Yeah. Um, and they seem to have given up on that dream altogether. There, it's all sneakers it's and walking shoes. It's all walking shoes and, shoes and some loafers. And like yep, I saw slip-ons. one, I saw one pair of like Mary Jane pumps, but they were like a very chunky rubber heeled pump, which mm-hmm. is barely a pump. Um, so and I guess fine. It's just like Crocs are Crocs, and Easy Spirit is now this. Yeah, it's right? fine. But like, I mean. I mean, I'm just not impressed. Like, anyone can make a comfortable shoe. I do wonder... I mean, and, and listen, that's what they're doing. They're, they are a comfortable shoe brand for women. That's yeah. what it says. Meet your comfort match uh, when you go to their website. Um, but I want to wear... I want a shoe that looks uncomfortable but is comfortable. <laughs> but, that's, um, that's, you know... That's what I'm going to hold up the perfect 10. I would love to know how that transition came about. Like when they kind of realized that. They like said a, there's a different, sounds like a Netflix documentary to a me. A different market or certainly like a, a podcast or something yeah. like a business podcast looking at and saying like, listen, this is what the need was. This is what we were doing. This is what the competition was. Yeah. That wasn't working. The marketplace opened up another opportunity. There you that go. Made Free more podcast idea, somebody. Yeah, somebody do that. I've already got a couple. So um, Easy Spirits, of course, are now going to be on everyone's mind caroline says um 
I just bought some Easy Spirit sandals last month for a wedding and danced my heart out. So maybe they are kind of fancy. Oh, okay. Um, at the reception, no sore feet. I did see, um, like I said, a Mary Jane that was kind of cute. Now I feel terrible. What if some of our listeners have the shoe that I Caroline described? Caroline was, was the one you bought, the Easy Spirit Splash Flat hiking sandal. I, it's it's not it's just not for me. I'm sorry. It's, it's just not my type of shoe. But and, your shoes don't have to be my type of shoes. And Cecilia says, I went looking for some today and they were sold out in my size. It's becoming a thing now. So we actually oh. might be... Uh, inadvertently driving a lot of Easy Spirit sales with all this free marketing we're doing. They should be an advertiser. I <laughs> yeah. might have to clean up some of the things I said earlier on this episode. Um, I have one more piece of... <laughs> Just to get the Easy Spirit money? Uh, <laughs> it's not worth it. Easy Spirit come, Easy Spirit go. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of the podcast. <laughs> that way nobody knows we talk about baseball radio commercials. <laughs> um, oh, no, I meant the podcast that we uh, that we proposed. Oh, oh, I thought you meant this episode. Um, I I got this. Aaron posted this question. Um, this is related to that um, peppermint patty commercial. You like peppermint patties, Genevieve? Love them. Yeah, I thought you did. I do. And they have... sometimes I'll be, you know, because they're often the kind of candy that's like sitting in a little cardboard box right by the register. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, I'm a real sucker for just throwing two quarters into that box and getting a peppermint patty. We're going actually pretty long now, um, so maybe I shouldn't get into this, but like. I feel like my family, like I never was allowed to just like buy a candy bar or something growing up, right? But yeah. I mean, I wasn't really. Either. Yeah, I don't, you know. But, I mean, but you know, once you are out in the world as a teenager, the only thing, one of the very few things I ever shoplifted was a bag of candy. Whoa, what kind? It was like, um, I think it was like a mixed bag of candy, like, yeah, a, like Halloween candy. Yeah, um, you shouldn't have done that. Um, but I was hanging out with a bad crowd. What I was going to say was um, my mom always had mints in her purse. And I know uh -huh. that's a very different kind of candy. But because mints were like we didn't eat a lot of candy, but almost at any given time, if I asked my mom, hey, can I have like a, a lifesaver mint or a breath saver mint, which we discussed or a cert? Yeah. Um, she'd give us one. But then somehow because a York peppermint patty is minty, I feel like in my family, we would more likely to have a York peppermint patty around than like a such weird loopholes Snickers and or like something, blind you know? spots when yeah. it came to sugary stuff. Yeah. Like the way we weren't allowed to eat sugar cereal except for um, Cocoa Krispies. Because <laughs> we were allowed the best to eat one. We were allowed to eat Rice Krispies and this was introduced. <laughs> anyway, um, so York peppermint patty actually in the 80s and early 90s had one of the most iconic ad campaigns of my youth, which was like when I, when I bite into York peppermint patty, I feel like and then the person would suddenly be relocated to a ski slope exactly, somewhere yeah. or in the middle of a blizzard, uh, maybe mushing dogs. Yeah, it was cool and refreshing. Yeah. Um, and now and I, I, I'm seeing this for the first time. This is a commercial for from two years ago, 2020. Um, it looks like the idea is when you have a York peppermint patty, it's kind of like a little bit of me time. And you they they show this by you see a dad and daughter, right? In in their living room. And the daughter's what age you want to give her, Vive? Ten? Eight? Yeah. Probably eight, nine younger or ten. Than, yeah, okay. Um and she's looking for her doll, right? Yeah. And she wants her mom's help, but she can't get her mom's help right now because also on the couch is a giant foil bag <laughs> that a York peppermint patty would be in, right? Except 
the mom is in that bag having her me time eating her York peppermint patty. So it's hard for me to describe here, but the idea is the York peppermint patty is your happy place right. that you literally go to. And and here it's visualized by you're inside of a York peppermint patty bag that is um, protecting you from the annoyances of the world. In this case, the annoyance being your daughter. Um, so anyway, that's what the visuals are on this commercial. None of that is really important. What Aaron, who posted this question, wants to know is, what the heck is the name of the stuffed animal that the kid is asking for in this commercial? Okay. Is it Mr. Crackers? Can anyone help me? And it is funny. <laughs> it's like one of those things where if this is on a pre-roll and you're watching this over and over again, you know, on yeah. your Hulu or whatever, and you keep hearing this, you're like, wait, what is the kid saying? It's not integral to the selling of the candy, but it is like, wait, what? Yeah. Mom, I can't find Mr. Crackers. Sweetie, mom's in York mode. Dude. Mr. Crago? Mr. Crago? Mr. Quago? Okay, I'm going to play the whole commercial now. I think it's now. a Mr. something. I do think it's a Mr. something. I'll play the whole thing so you can actually hear how the commercial unfolds, too. Mom, I can't find Mr. Quago. Sweetie, mom's in York mode right now. She's enjoying yummy dark chocolate and refreshing peppermint. Mom is back. And now introducing York Okay, friends. Mr. Quago is a monkey. It okay, it like. is. Yeah. So the mom is while she's inside the bag. You see, you see clouds. It was rude of her to take Mr. Quago into the yeah for some York reason. With her. But yeah. I think the metaphor is she she just knew where to. Then at the end, it. she's had her little me time. She's done with her candy. Now she can be a mom again, and she hands the the um, Mr. Quago. Is that what we think? Let's say it it, is? Let's hear it again. All right, I got to go back here at auto. That is the pruder. This shit. Yeah. All right, back into the Quago. Mom, I can't find Mr. Quago. Craggle? Crackle? Crackle? I can't find Mr. Crackle. I can't find Mr. Craggle. Sweet. So do Crago? we think do we think she can't say ours and the wa is a ra? The wa is a ra. Craggle. Sweet. I think that's it. I'm not making fun either, by the way. I couldn't say R's when I was a little kid. I couldn't say S's either. I've told this on the show before. I had a I collected rocks as a little kid, and I had a bucket of rocks that I would find out in the wild and collect them, and my dad wrote on the top rocks, and then he put in parentheses locks. As uh, He was making fun of me. He was cyberbullying me. <laughs> um, Are we any closer? Quaggo? What does what uh, closed captioning say? Oh, I don't know if there's closed captioning on this. This is embedded oh. in something called tvcommercialad.com. So this isn't um, like on YouTube where I can uh, have that functionality. Man, I don't know, Aaron. That is a good question. It is indecipherable. Oh, I do have one idea. I don't think this will work, but sometimes when you find these commercials on iSpot, there's a good description. There'll be a re like somebody was getting paid by the word, yeah. or some intern really wanted to add some excitement to their day by writing a very. Um, it feels like detailed... if it's a monkey, it should be named like the monk. Like the mm. name is gonna like, you know, refer back to like it's a monkey trait. Sure. Here. Okay, I found this ad on right, iSpot. Here's the description. Mom is in York mode right now, and she simply can't be bothered because she's enjoying the refreshing mix of peppermint and dark chocolate. However, once mom emerges from the foil wrapper, she's got a monkey plush in her hands with a statement to let everyone know that mom is back. They have every detail. Except they can't hear it either. Uh, 
Let me. And did they do a? Did they do a? I don't see closed. Oh, wait, let me try this over here. Playback speed, I can adjust, but no. Play it slow. Mom, I can't find Mr. Quago. Sweetie, that's not getting I us any clip. Here, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. This is, is this the best or worst episode we've ever the done? Best. <laughs> Mom, I can't find Mr. Quago. Sweetie. <laughs> I don't think we're allowed to do this show anymore. Is there any way to slow it down even further? I think that's all I can do unless I read. Well, here, here's what I, here's what I'll do for you, Genevieve. Um, only because I mean, at this point, we're so we're really long on the show. So I assume that <laughs> people have just stopped if yeah, they're not interested matter. in this, and if they are interested, and this is the last commercial we're talking about. So if you're right now thinking like I'm sick of this Quago, just, you can leave um, thing, but uh, you want to see what's coming up next, like we're gonna play your voicemail or something no it's this is the, the la- it's just the closing music and um so i'm gonna we're gonna listen to this one more time on normal speed and then i'm gonna uh slow it down in my um editing software Mom, i can't find mr quago sweetie okay that's all we need right yeah okay so now how slow do you want to hear this enhance 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 take it give me uh 50 first okay <laughs> okay can i get <laughs> can, can I get, I get a, a head wobble? wobble? Can I get a hat wobble? Okay, let me see. How do you do this? You go to, uh, I don't even know how to do this. You go to effects, right? Pitch shifter, stretch and pitch. Let's go with... Um, stretch and the pitch. It's the stretch and the pitch. Um, okay, let's see. Am I going to be slowing it down here or speeding it up? Let's, Play, try let's hear it faster. This. Maybe that'll help. <laughs> let's Mom, try, I let's try this. I'm going to try previewing this. I don't know if this will work. Mom, I can't find Mr. Sweet. Okay, I went the wrong way there. <laughs> All right, let's slow it down a little bit. Oh boy, we're really through the are looking we, glass. Are we, getting, are we getting any closer? It's a mystery. Oh I don't know. Oh, my God. I think we've done I, all we can do. We've really Aaron, done. I don't know what to we've tell really, you. Like, I think, put in a good day's work here, oh and I'm sorry God. we couldn't solve the mystery. Failures. You can't sell anything. I feel like I'm on drugs after that. Yeah, that was you wild. You can't all right, we got to get out of here. That was funny. We should have got out of here I'm a really, long time I'm really ago. glad you recorded just all those push, radio Just p- push through. Thank you. This is going to be the most popular episode yeah, of Evidence. As promised. Yes. The, that's what I put in the show description. Tell the all of your friends. Tell your Seattle Mariners loving friends who listen to the game a lot. Um, they're yeah. they're going to nod along. They're going to be... Yeah along with the whole ride and they're going to have the same frustrations. Yep. Uh, and you can uh, tell them that via Gmail <laughs> and you can also tell us about how you told them that via Gmail which is after these messages show at you, Gmail. How do you do it? It's uh, effortless. How do you do it? It's effortless. <laughs> it just comes to me. After these messages show at gmail.com. You can also join uh, the conversation on the Facebook group by looking for After These Messages there. And please call our voicemail line. You can weigh in on anything you heard today. Yeah, right. Sh- weigh in on Mr. Quagg. <laughs> yes. Share your thoughts on anything. Sing us a jingle from your youth or today or 
the future. 607-444-5597 is the phone number. 607-444-5597. Talk to you soon. Red Dr. Guns couldn't stop me. I burned headband. My eyes all droopy.